0: Call 1 800 686 3910. That's 1 800 686 3910. Again, 1 800 686 3910. Call now. Uh, Justice Scalia
1: was a firm defender in a dead Constitution. Now, we have people who believe the Constitution is a living document and those who believe that it is dead. Now, please don't think that when I say dead, I mean useless. I mean, dead as in unchanging. Of course, except the process, the amendment process and all that. But Scalia was a firm believer uh, uh, as an originalist. He says, if you somehow, this is Scalia back in um, 2008. He said, if you somehow adopt a philosophy, I love that somehow. If you somehow adopt a philosophy, that the Constitution itself is not static, But rather it morphs from age to age to say whatever it ought to say. Which is probably whatever the people would want it to say. You've eliminated the whole purpose of a constitution. And that's essentially what the living constitution leaves you with. Right? What's the point? What's the point of having a constitution if you can change it on a whim? And I I don't mean a whim as in the amendment process. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't don't even have to make that disclaimer anymore. The amendment process is put there by our founding fathers to, to change with the times. I'm totally good at it. Now, that doesn't mean that what they put in there is a good idea, hence the 13th Amendment, the income tax amendment, and some others. But that's a process, and that's fine. We can work with that. I just mean in the way the Constitution sits, resides, and reads right now, you can't just make stuff up about it. But that's what many progressives on the court in Congress, and who have been in the White House, wish to do. It's a living document, which means what it says is not what it means. What it says is whatever you want it to mean. (laughs) How can that possibly be right? How can that possibly be right? How can, if, if the document says, this is the job of the president. Oh, let me flip it around. Here are the things that Congress can do, and they can't do any other things. Oh, but if there's something else that you want done, it goes to the states. Very clear, right? Here's the things you can do, Article 1, Section 8. If there's anything else you want to do that's not here, you can't do it. Pfft, sorry. But you can give it to the state. We're going to give the, the, the power. The states uh, keep those powers. That's pretty standard. You, in a living document, like what's the point of even having it? Why, even, why have a list of things the federal government can do if the federal government can indeed do all the things they want to do? Right. And that's why it's so important to have someone like Scalia on there, because when the federal government comes to him with, with something that's not in the list, he's the one of the only guys who says, well, wait a second, it's not in the list here. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's a living document. No, no, it's static. Here, here's the list. Change the list. You want to you want to add your thing to it? Go ahead. There's a process to do that. But in, in the meantime, no, 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 we can't. It's not here. That's the type of principled leadership that the court had and is now lost. You know, on abortion, he said, "The Constitution contains no right to abortion." He says it is not to be found in the long-standing traditions of our society. Nor can abortion be logically deduced from the text of the Constitution. He was uh, given a ruling on uh, a right to die case, which is a topic that's been discussed. Uh, we talked about it a couple times here, and he talked about the court's lack of authority on this issue, which I think is also another uh, important principle of Scalia. He says the point at which life becomes worthless, in his in quotes, and the point at which the means necessary to preserve it become extraordinary or inappropriate are neither set forth in the Constitution nor known to the nine justices of this court any better than they're known to nine people picked random by the Kansas City telephone directory. How about that humility? Again, that understanding of, of what his role is and what the Constitution's role is. He says, here's a question, which is an important question, no doubt, but it can't be answered by the Constitution. There's nothing in the Constitution about when life is worthless and when it's appropriate to take it or keep it when it comes to health care. It's, it's not in the Constitution, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I, me and these other eight guys with uh, people with uh, black robes on, like, we have no idea when, when it's appropriate or whatnot, any more than, than nine random people on the street. He says, therefore, even when it is demonstrated by clear and convincing evidence that a patient no longer wishes certain measures to be taken to preserve his life, it's up to the citizens of Missouri to decide, through their elected officials, whether that wish will be honored. That is such a principled position to take. I don't just mean on this issue. I just mean on on issues as a Supreme Court justice, right? They come to you with a question, and if you're a progressive, if you're an activist, you're going to come to an opinion. But that doesn't mean doing your job. Scalia did his job. He defended the Constitution. And when there was a question that had nothing to do with the Constitution or can't be answered by the Constitution, then it's not appropriate for him to to deal with it. That's fine. I'll give you one last example. Obamacare. He said the court holds that when the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, when Obamacare says exchange established by the state, it means exchange established by the state or the federal government. That is, of course, quite absurd, and the court's 21 pages of explanation make it no less absurd. Scalia always had the funniest funniest decisions. We're going to miss that originalist interpretation. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to
0: put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done...